This episode of the Pursuit Podcast is presented by Fisher Skis. Yo, I'm back. Yep. Welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome back. That's right, Mr. Adam X, Pursuit Podcast, listening on the Out of Collective. I'm feeling like a human again, which is good. I took a week off. Uh, I hope I hope you're not too mad at me. I had to do it. I just I had a procedure. I had some side effects. I had some cancellations on guests, so I was behind. I'm feeling back. I'm still a little nasally. So if I'm a little nasally, I'm sorry. Uh, I'm back. Feeling good. I kind of drop a bombshell at the end of this episode in my personal life. But I have Drew on the pod. Drew climbs walls. Some of you might know him as. Uh, I it, Like Drew Hulsey. Hulsey. Drew, at Drew climbs walls self-proclaimed fat climber like the most genuine human i've ever talked to in my entire life uh we get rolling we have deep conversation you know about staying humble and photography and climbing and being a human it's like genuinely like one of the most feel-good episodes i was gonna hold this episode but i'm putting it out because i just i feel good after it i just got finished recording uh, it's 9.30 on August 22nd, so it's coming out tomorrow, today. Like a like 24-hour turnaround here, 12-hour turnaround. I uh, hope you enjoyed the episode as much as I did. Uh, Drew, thank you for your time. Amazing human being. Drew Holsey, I'm a social worker from Tennessee. Well, originally from Alabama, moved to Tennessee about six years ago. Um, most people know me, I guess, because I'm like the fat climber. Um you know, um, which is, a, I mean, I'm self-proclaimed, I guess. I don't know. I wouldn't call me the fat climber. Um, I'm just a dude that saw a need, like, in an outdoor space, and I wanted to fill it so others could go go second, you know. Uh, I didn't see a lot of folks that looked like me that were in the climbing world. So I, um, I started posting my videos and realized there might be something to it. So I just kept going. It's so crazy that we live in a world that we can do that in a good way. Sometimes crazy is bad. Sometimes I, I'm trying to stop mm-hmm. saying the word crazy. Cause I understand that can be offensive to some people, but I do think it hit like, I think it fits in this situation. I think it's a really like neat, crazy thing that you saw a need in the world. You saw, you know, people that look like you, weren't climbing or at least you weren't seeing people climbing which probably makes Mm -hmm. it and correct me if i'm wrong but less inspiring so like you know what i'm gonna go out and do this i'm gonna put myself out there and then hopefully maybe other people will then join in yeah uh what what really made me realize that there was something maybe to it was uh, i just posted on um the climbing reddit um like I got my, I think I posted, my post was just a simple picture. I was like, I got my 300 pound self up the wall, something like that. And it became like the second to top post or third to top post on that Reddit. And I was like, oh, people might be interested in this. Um, and so that's when I started just kind of recording every climb and just posting it, posting it on Instagram and, you know, built my little community up and, it's, I guess what I've done is like 
super inspire folks to keep going and they'll show my videos to friends and like if this dude can do it like you can go at least go to a gym and climb climb you know you don't have to go outside but like go try it out with me or something um and i hear that like pretty much weekly like hey i'm trying to get my friend into climbing i've showed him your videos and now he's gonna go with me or she's gonna go with me and that's just huge for me and this is like that is what i sort of wanted to do with the with my page and my instagram and um yeah it's just grown since then do you find it odd being an inspiration by just being yourself because like the first things we said when i before we even start recording is you're like i'm just a dude like i'm just so is it is it I don't know what the right term is. Is it weird? Does it feel bizarre? Does it feel right? Does it feel wrong? Cause like you, you, you are an inspiration. You've become this inspiration, but from what I gather in the little six minutes we've chatted is that you're just a dude who happens to be a bigger dude who yeah, likes yeah. doing the same things that we all like doing. Mm-hmm. Um, is, I guess it's, it's not really weird. I mean, we all kind of look up to other folks and what they do. I mean, I was inspired to climb by like Alex Honnold. So I was looking up to somebody and I can be that same kind of inspiration, quote unquote, for others. I'm, I'm okay. I'm perfectly fine with it. It's awesome to me. I mean, when folks come see me out and about at climbing events and just like come say, Hey, you're like, Hey, you're Drew or Hey, you're the dude that posts yourself shirtless. And, um, you know, or, hey, thanks so much for your videos, you know, just keep going. Like, I, that mean that means the world to me for people to approach me because, like, I didn't really originally start this thing as, like, a, quote, way to be a quote-unquote influencer or whatever you want to call it nowadays. Like, I literally was just trying to post my, my climbs and maybe build a little community up for my myself. Um, so when people approach me, it's so awesome. You know, I don't really find it weird. I mean, we all find our inspirations from somewhere, whether in in the hobbies that we're in, you know. Yeah, and I meant no offense by that. I just meant like no, no, no. It is like, you know, I I don't want to say I get it, but like people are like, oh, you're Adam X from the from the podcast, and I'm like, yep, and they're like, oh, I listen every week, and in my head, I'm like, that's crazy. Like that is an insane thing that you listen every yeah, week. Like, why would you spend your minutes looking at me? Right. Like, like, that's how I other things that are in your face on the internet. <laughs> you know? But so from what I've read, what I've seen, what I've, I've listened to a couple of podcasts that you were on. I've kind of, you know, I did my due diligence six years ago. You weren't a climber and climbing wasn't a thought. No, not at all. And um, then, you saw free solo. Right. And that changed everything. Yeah. I was like, um, I was looking for something to do, you know, outdoorsy. Um, I just needed to get out. I'd been in a, like a mental health job that had drained me for like a whole year and a half. And, um, I was kind of like needing an outlet cause I was switching jobs. I had switched jobs and I found myself a little more time than what I, didn't have before and so i was looking for something outdoorsy to do so i started like walking around out in the park with my dog that kind of thing and 
I think my original Instagram was like Drew goes outside or something. Um, just something simple. Like I was just going to like post me just being outside doing activities. Um, but yeah, I was looking for something and I knew that this movie was in theaters and it was like a Nat Geo documentary and it was going to be like really pretty and big. And then me and my wife went and saw it on, in IMAX and everything. Um, but I left that theater like, I wonder if I could like climb a wall or can a rope hold me? Like, what is my, like, what's my factors that might hold me back as a bigger guy? And I went home and Googled, uh, like, can fat people climb and didn't get anywhere with that answer. So I went to a gym and figured it out myself um, and realized, you know, those ropes hold thousands of pounds. You're, you're good to go, you know. Um, just, like, finding myself in a sport that was full of small folks was, like, my really felt like my only barrier because there wasn't a lot of people that looked like me at the gym. Um, and, and now I feel like it's more of a comfortable space and I hope that, you know, I'm contributing to that a little bit. Yeah. Climbing is, I don't know if climbing intends to be as intimidating as it is, right? Like, yeah, it's an intimidating sport on its own. Just, it's a lot. It's a lot, dude. It's just like. Especially if you're just watching elite athletes, like why are they holding on to like nothing? Or they're also a thousand feet in the air, and they're also dangling from a rope. They're also like there's a lot of stuff layered on top of climbing. Um, and if you only really see like the elite of the elite, it's gonna make you be like, I don't know if I can really do that, or why would I even try? You know. Um, and that's how I was at the beginning. But I'm glad I like I tried and realized there was like routes I could do, you know. And I was um, lucky enough to start at a gym where the walls weren't like mega, like they were maybe 30 feet high, and so I got to hone my skills on those little walls and work my way up, you know. Yeah, it's also every climber on the planet's just like, well, every climber we see. It's just shredded. Like they're not even human. Like mm -hmm. if like they're the reason aliens exist. Like if people are like, do I'm like, yeah. Have you seen Alex Honnold? Like he's an alien. Like that is not mm -hmm. like the the way their bodies are structured. It's like mm -hmm. climbers and swimmers. Like those are the proof yeah. that aliens exist to me. <laughs> like their their body shape, typical body shape, and then you know, and it, I feel like they're like genetically made to like hang off a rock you know yeah like the way they look it's just like oh yeah he has long arms um visibly has like an eight pack can yeah yeah like they're made for the sport so i'll roll up to the crag like what is this guy doing here but like i tell folks like i have abs they're just like hidden you know a little bit and like i i'm pretty strong dude it's just you know <laughs> visibly i might look a little not strong i don't know yeah it's it's funny it's not funny but it's and a lot of people see this body type and they think i'm new to the sport but i've been like grinding for four years you know yeah how do you so how is it now like when it starts you're you're nervous you're scared you go to a gym fortunately it sounds like the gym you went to was welcoming and just stoked to have bodies in the place 
And like, that's a great experience. I mean, hats off to that climbing gym. Cause that probably, that could have changed your trajectory entirely. If you went there and you had a bad time. Yeah. If I was like put off by something that would probably have been another like tally mark and like, wow, should I do this? Um, but it was a pretty chill environment. Like, you know, not a lot of people around. So it gave me a comfortable space to learn, you know, cause it was so hard at the start. I mean, especially like bouldering and stuff was really hard for me. Um, cause I, you just got to build that up. And especially with my body type, you just kind of got to build stuff up and learn your balance and, um, how your body moves. Cause it, it's going to be different than just the average, like guy, you know, that, that walks up to the wall. Um, cause you gotta like, cause the way I climb is not going to be the same as someone else, you know? Um, and you got to, just hone those skills in and you'll start building like the muscle and the skills and it'll get there. But I mean, when I first started, it was really hard. Like I climbed 20 feet up on like a jug hall and my first time climbing, and it was like, man, that feels so accomplishing, but it was really hard for me to figure all this out. And now that I can like just dance up a wall, it feels like amazing. You know, how does your body feel? Um, a great man. Like it's just ten times better, you know. Just and that's the original. I didn't start this thing to lose weight. I started it just to move my body and have something to do, you know. The goal was never to lose weight with climbing. It was just like be be a little more active, you know. You have time now to be active. You're out of the mental health job that kept you down for so long and um now you're you're where you need to be you know and you have time to do it so and you're getting a little older you're like hitting your 30s so like you should move around a little bit <laughs> yeah good for you i mean that's that's so many of us right like we talk to our friends and they're in that like grind job and they're just and you're like get out and do something and like mm-hmm. and some people get out but they don't do something or some people never mm-hmm. get out so like hats off to you just for like one getting out Cause I'm sure it was terrifying to make a change. Yeah. And then now that you had this gift of time, you, you did something, you're doing something. Mm-hmm. Cause you, it's yeah, not, that's another thing that climbing has brought me is like a way to just see the, the States and see other places I've never been, you know, and it's like, we climb a little bit while we're there, but it's like, we get to, we get to play in these spaces and like, it feels like an honor to be able to go out in the woods and like play around, you know? And that's what I try to keep it at, you know, like we're, we're lucky to get to do this. Oh, a hundred percent. And so much of like climbing or mountain biking or skiing or dirt, but any of these outdoor, like 10% of it is about actually doing the activity. The other, like, 90% is like hanging out in the parking lot with your friends Mm -hmm. or like cooking a meal at a campfire or just going, you know, after to grab chicken wings. Like that is so much like for me, at least is almost more important than doing the activity and like the activity. All right. You know, I got to interrupt here for a little Sierra Nevada hop splash sparkling hop infused water little promo here have you guys tried it yet have you had it zero alcohol zero calories 
hop infused, like hydrating, tasty, little bubbly, max flavor infused with citra and Amarillo hops for refreshing medley of peach, mango, and grapefruit. You can buy it pretty much everywhere you get, you know, your other tasty beverages. That's the thing though, non-alcoholic hop splash that's like the perfect descriptor of what it is little tasty nodes of hops a little splash of that bubbly zero alcohol zero calories get it everywhere that you get all of your other tasty beverages it's made sustainably over at the sierra nevada factory these humans are just great humans alcohol by volume zero carbs zero calories zero carbon filtered water Come on, guys. Go check it out. SierraNevada.com. Get yourself some Hop Splash. Back to the episode. They go hand in hand. But, like, without mountain biking, I wouldn't have my friendships, my community, my, Mm. like, my social, you know, I've been hurt all summer. So, like, I haven't been mountain biking as much. Mm. I'm like, man, I haven't seen half of these friends. And then I'm like, oh, I haven't seen them because I haven't been doing the things that we do. Uh, Right. yeah, summer is like a downtime for climbing. So, like, I really haven't seen a lot of folks, you know, except maybe at the gym a little bit. And we had one summer climbing event this summer, which was awesome because it's like, wow, we were kind of itching to be out and about climbing. And it's 90 degrees in the south, and we're still out here. But, you know, we just haven't seen anybody since the spring. So, um, once the September starts rolling around, you're like, I'm about to see friends. I'm about to be busy. And that's okay to be super busy because, like, summer was pretty chill. And um, it it's the re. I think, I mean, truly, it's the reason why we go and do. I mean, unless it's some weird selfish reason you have for climbing. Like, I'm into it because, like, community building and lifting each other up and just hanging out, you know. That's what we need is that human connection at the end of the day. Like, forget about the sport. It's really just about being able to connect with other people in a sport we do, you know. Yeah, 100%. What, so September picks up. What is your, has your schedule changed drastically? Like, are you going on tour? Like, what is what is Drew's um, plan here? Like, you're not just. Yeah, so, like. I'm from uh, Alabama, so, like, football was used to be really important to me, like college football. I went to the University of Alabama, you know, roll tide till I die, all that good stuff. But <laughs> I got my schedule has changed now where I don't really keep up with football anymore because climbing took over, and my falls look completely different for the past four years than, than it did growing up my whole life. Um, but that's okay, like um, – it's changed for the better. You know, I'm not just sitting around on a Saturday watching football. I'm like out and about usually at some Southeast crag, like four hours from my house is usually like the, <laughs> how my weekends go. Um, you know, I hit a couple a, a good bit of climbing events, you know, now I get to do clinics now because of, um, you know, being supported by brands. So I get to do clinics for those brands. Um, which has been amazing because I get to bring my idea of climbing to like a festival, like, Hey, let's just go hang out, whatever body type you're in. Let's go climb some rocks, you know, um, get people out and about like I want it. Like 
like I wanted to see, I guess, when I first started. Um, so my fall goes from like end of September and I'll be going, going, going till December. Like pretty much every weekend I'll be doing something. Cause I have a real job too. So like that doesn't, <laughs> that, <laughs> that like takes up my time too. Yeah. You're working a, a nine to five. Yeah. I'm a social worker by day. And then also a photographer by also midday. <laughs> and then a climber on top of that. So do you I've invented like two of these jobs, but my, my day job is, uh, yeah, that's how it goes. Hope, I mean, you know, do you, it's a dream for a hobby to become a job, to be honest. Like that's the, that's what I was just going to ask. Mm-hmm. Like if, if the opportunity presents itself, will you go full-time athlete photographer? I don't know if I would, because I feel like my passion throughout my life was like helping uh, people, you know, helping uh, as a social worker. So I feel like that grounds me and that lets me, when I do get to go out and climb or whatever, that like having that base of of a day job has helped me enjoy climbing more. I feel like if I climb full time, you would lose something, to lose the magic a little bit. That's so, interesting that you say that. Because, like, last year, I grinded it out. We did, like, maybe five clinics. I was at several. I traveled to, like, 15 states last year. And by the end of it, me and my wife were a little burnt. By it. it was like, man, we've been everywhere. It's been amazing that we've been everywhere, but, like, we're tired. <laughs> um, so yeah, there can be a good mix, I think. Yeah, I say, I mean, I I say it's interesting more because you said, you know, you were put on this earth to help people, but I think you climbing genuinely helps people and your clinics that you do help people. Uh, yeah. So yeah. it's, it's, a, it's a different, you know, most athletes I talk to, them being an athlete is just a selfish act, not in a rude way, but it's just like... Mm-hmm that's they're just super good at whatever they do and they're just like they need to be selfish they need to train full time and they need to continue to like push the the level of sport mm-hmm. and then there's like your tier athlete that is like you're an athlete to promote the sport promote community promote you know body confidence and just like mm-hmm. the ability to go outside and like touch grass so it's like mm-hmm. neat one that we have these tiers of athletes right and two how like just being an athlete isn't always necessarily a selfish thing anymore like i always relate it to like mm-hmm. i don't i'm not a big football guy but like tom brady like literally got divorced because he just wanted to be an athlete still <laughs> so like arguably mm-hmm. like uh, i mean not argue a supermodel like he was such an athlete that he yeah. just got divorced. <laughs> like, but then you get in your own way, and you like your ego can take over. Oh, and then you get in your own way, and then like you're like, what are you left with? I think that's exactly what happened. And like, yeah. I, maybe he'll be fine, or maybe he won't. Like, I don't. I mean, he'll be financially fine, but is that <laughs> life? Like, but like, 
when he hit 70 and he's like, what did I do? Right. And he's like hurting from all the football. Oh, I'm with like, you. Like, what did I accomplish besides a bunch of Super Bowls? You know? <laughs> yeah. Besides when it just being like, uh, but like at the end of the day, what does that matter? Right. And like, mm-hmm. you know, you said growing up being Alabama, like every Saturday, your, your Saturday was just sitting inside and watching football. Cause that was my community. That's what right. I was surrounded with. I went to college there, you know, it was just like the thing. If you didn't know about Bama football come Monday, you felt a little lost at school or what, what have you. Yeah, I mean, we get to say I'm in Buffalo, New York. Like, we got the Bills, and, like, Mm -hmm. I always, like, razz my friends because they're, like, it's 70 out in Buffalo in October, which, like, it starts – it could be sleeting in October. Like, my guys, you're going to waste today. Like, it's beautiful. Like, it's – like, watch the highlight reel. Like, there's 13 seconds of action in this whole game. Like, who cares? But it, I get it. And I, I try not to get on. I definitely do let it bother me. But I'm like, if that's what they like to do, power to them, right? But I can't do it. Like, I have to go outside. I have to be active. I have to, like, do those things. So, I don't know. Mm-hmm. And that is their thing. So, who, who am I, I guess? <laughs> yeah. People like people like what they like, you know. Yeah, it's it's I'm it's interesting that you swerved because most people don't. So I'm just that I don't know. I love that. I love hearing people that are just like, you know, I was looking for something different and I found it. Um, mm-hmm. I love that you always post shirtless things, and like I <laughs> want to just thank you for that because I'm sure you get internet trolls who just and you post them often, but like yeah. Were you always this confident? Were you always? I, I really kind of was. Um, and I think it, I don't know. I think it, um, like I was always the kid with the shirt off at the pool. I was never really ashamed of who I was. Um, I was never really super bullied about it either. Um, I just was like who I, just who kind of just was, just wanted to be who I wanted to be a little bit, you know? Like I would like my kid, my friends would skateboard as as twelve year olds, and I would just skateboard along with them. You know, I couldn't maybe do all the tricks, but like I wanted just to try it out and see what would happen. You know, so I never really been that too down on my 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 body because um, it is what it is. Like if you look at my family, we're all short squat. We all this is what like genetics gave us. You know, um, and you know. I've, I've, I was told something really important. You kind of early twenties. It was like, you know, Drew, your ne- your body is not made to like run, like be super fast or run or be sleek. My body's made to carry heavy things up mountains. <laughs> yeah, <You know? laughs> like this is like what I'm built with or what I was given. So I'm kind of like stuck with that. Um, I'm just like, you know, as far as like trolls and stuff, it it'll happen. I mean. I don't know. I don't really understand why people get upset to see like a shirtless fat guy. I I don't know. Like, you know, they say I promote obesity, but like, I don't even know what that really means. Um, And like, (laughs) arguably like not even not argue. Like, I mean, I just want, I was going to say arguably you're healthier than them, but like you're a healthy human being. Like, 
you're yeah, just yeah. as i mean i know if we're using the terms fat and skinny like i know skinny people who are like just garbage disposals like they are just like they eat chicken wings you know five days a week they're just metabolism and like you look at their dad and you look at their mom like there is genetics that play into this and or just like yeah what they're made like you know um I, I don't know if it has to do with me just being like supported by brands and stuff and this is like what i do but i have jokingly do like a shirtless stuff as as jokes just to like be like you know we we're we're given what we're given why can't i do the same things that someone else does you know yeah i don't i never under you know i never understood it i never i'll never understand like just ah, the internet's a crazy place like i love the internet so much because you can do anything you want but it's also like people take time out of their day just to be assholes and it's like yeah. I just, I'll never understand it. And like the body shaving thing is so just bizarre to me. Cause like there's not one human that I know that couldn't lose 30 pounds to be healthier. Right. Like, mm. like that's just a normal thing. Like everyone could lose a little weight, but everyone losing like their little weight to lose wouldn't make them the same body shape. Mm-hmm. Like I'm a 36, yeah. I'm 5'11". I'm 200 and probably 215 pounds. Mm-hmm. I'm a 36, 30. Like I don't have any legs, mm-hmm. but my waist yeah, I'm is the, I'm big. the same, yeah. Like my waist is big. My shoulders are huge. Like I'm an XL all day. Mm-hmm. But like, because I have this long torso, it looks like I'm like a six foot dude. I'm like, no, I'm like a really like short human. I just happen to have a torso that like makes up for it. But it's mm-hmm. just like, you're born with that. That's just what it is. And like my fighting weight, like if I was a UFC, I'd probably be like 185, but that'd be so unhealthy for me to be at that weight. I, know. I just heard a guy talking about like he did a superhero movie. And he like released a photo, and everyone was ooing and aahing over his like physique. But like at the same time, he 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 was like one forty nine, all muscled up. But he was like, I was like the unhealthiest I've ever been. Yeah, because of what I had to put my body through to be a Marvel superhero. <laughs> yeah, it's not, it's not worth. I don't know. I just don't. I'm like, just do what you want to do in life. I mean. It's, I don't know. It, it, it's uh, it's hard. It's re- it's refreshing. It's a, weird, it's a weird line. And going back to like Reddit, uh, I got like I quit Reddit because of an article I had written for a comedy magazine ended up on there, and just every comment was hate. And so I was like, I'm the place I like started. I started out on like, you know, eventually turned on me for yeah. whatever reason. I guess because I got a little success or. Quote unquote success. I don't even know what that means. Right. Um, it's because I was a little known. Like, they started bashing me because of the way I look. Yeah. For everyone the same listening. place that, like, lifted me up and made me, like, keep going. I was, like, the same place that started tearing me down. And I just quit, read it. <laughs> well, good for you. And I mean, it, you know, everyone says don't read the comments, but it's it's hard not to. But it's also like, 
oh, this guy has success. He's supported. And it's like, guys, a free pair of sneakers is not changing my life. Like, a free climbing harness. Like, I'm thankful and, like, great. But, like. I'm so grateful for my sponsors. But, like. <laughs> like, you're I working. I have a day job. And I still, <laughs> yeah, like. <laughs> have a photography grind that I do, you know? Yeah, you're not just rolling in cash and, like, because you decided to climb one day. Like, it's not. Yeah. It is. It, it sucks. You put yourself out there, but you have to know that I, I did my worst. It's one of my favorite episodes I ever did, but, um, it, it got put, someone put it on new schoolers, which is like a ski forum. And like, I got, mm. I got just, just berated. And I was like, Oh my God. Like I'm just trying my best. And it was more just cause I didn't know all about my guest not in an ignorant way. Like I had prejudged him. Uh, and mm. I told him that on the interview, I was like, man, I thought you were going to be a totally different human. Like I didn't like prejudge him bad. I was just like, I can't believe that you're, this is you versus like the internet version that I see of you. And like, like, mm-hmm. and they're like, that guy doesn't even know who he is. And I was like, yeah, that's the point. These are blind dates. <laughs> like we're trying to find out who this person is and, and tell their stories. Yeah. And, you know, I knew who he was like from an interview standpoint, but sometimes people just blow your mind, right? Like you just like, mm-hmm. and that's the good and the bad of the internet. You, you, you know, I, I blindly reached out to you and was like, Hey, let's chat. And like, I can Google yeah. you, I can look you up, but like, I don't know who you are until we have the convo. And then, right. but then we have this platform and you put yourself out there and the episode comes out and people get in your, they just like are so entitled to like tell you you're wrong. And like, sometimes mm-hmm. I am a hundred percent like, but I don't know. And writing, I feel like writing is like the most, you said you wrote an article, right? Right. Right. Yeah. I wrote an article for a, a now defunct magazine called Jim climber, but I think I bought out by outside. So it'll pop up every, every now and then on like outside magazine. Um, and yeah, I wrote an article and it just got posted. It was The article was called climbing is for everybody. And then like, I just got wrecked in the comments. <laughs> like how are people mad about that? Like, um, cause we, I guess they, cause they tell us to get off the couch. And when we get off the couch, they're like, what are you doing here? You know? Yeah. You can't sit with us. Oh <laughs> yeah. You can't sit with us. It it's sad. I try I get, to keep it. I try to keep it pretty real on my Instagram, like as far as who I am versus like my internet personality. I mean, I'm. I learned through being in the mental health field, like being vulnerable is better than like, um, hiding it within because like it'll just stew inside if you keep it in. But like, if something like come bad happens i'll just you know put it put it out there just because it helps me heal or it helps it might help others heal too you know that have this had the same the same uh thing happen to them yeah it makes you feel makes you feel better knowing that other people are going through it which is weird but that's what we do yeah or like you make it can relate to others in a different way than just like uh, climber drew you know but like yeah whatever I, sometimes i'll just write 
like more vulnerable stuff and that can resonate more than you know my v2 sins or whatever <laughs> so um, that's why i kind of keep it i keep it real and like you know because i am just like like i've said at the beginning of the interview like i'm just a, a dude that ended up in this position of semi-notoriety in the climbing <laughs> world you know very niche world within itself but you know yeah but you um, it sounds like you'd be doing this without the notoriety like you just found something you enjoy yeah, and probably, you're doing yeah, it. i mean i'd probably still be posting the same climbs and doing the same thing because it like it kept me going so what's your goal for all of this like do you have a goal for this do you have a end game um, <laughs> um not really i mean i want to cl- just keep climbing bigger things um i got to experience some big climbs last year and i just want to keep kind of that that world up you know um because it can show like you can have grand adventures up in the mountains and can still be a big guy you know um you know it's they can be big adventures and it'd be low moderate grades but you're still going to be adventuring and you're still going to be like up there you know um so i'm hoping to show show the world that um you know that's kind of my my goal right now um getting out to do those bigger bigger things will you do like, is do you want to do a film project, YouTube, or are you just kind yeah, of yeah, probably gonna... like a like a film would be rad. Um, but I mean, I don't know. I don't is that you get in the territory? Am I doing it just for the film, or am I doing it for for myself? So, um, I think it can be both. Yeah, it is. It I I think it would be both if it does happen. Um, but because I have bigger goals of like climbing up half dome and stuff, and um, and that I I truly believe that'll happen one day. It's not like a like a hope. I think it's like I'm building up to that. You know, um, I'm 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 excited for the future. I want to climb like some alpine stuff. I want to get up there, like in the Tetons, and eventually do some like. I want to climb like a 4,000 footer or something or something small first and work my way up to those like 12,000 foot mountains and stuff. I've never really done like mountaineering. I've done like ice climbing and been in those environments, but um, I would like to get on up there, especially in like the Tetons or something. Yeah. Throw yourself into some sketchy situations. Cause it's like, it's doable. You know? <laughs> yeah. It's, it's like I mean, that. So Doesn't much matter working your way up to it, and so much of it is just your your ability to suffer. Yeah. Yeah. Like it doesn't matter body shape, nothing mat like it's your mental toughness versus the wall. Cuz you can mm-hmm. do it. Like you have the ability. And you end up climbing better in those situations. For yeah. sure. Yeah, you end up like in a better flow state when you're like, there's like a little, you're a little higher up, but there's a little more on the line. Like you're a little past your comfort zone, but that's when you really start like zone, like honing those skills in. Is like when you, you get past those, 
comfort zones. Yeah, you find like that. I mean, the flow state people talk about all the time, but it's like it's almost like a fight or flight. Like you don't have an option. Like if you're on a trip, you're on an adventure. Like you can't. You're not at a park. You can't just like turn around mm-hmm. and be done. Or like it's like, easier to go up than down. Yeah, like you have to continue. So it's amazing what our body, what our mental body does. Uh, and some people could just dig deeper and deeper and deeper. And that's, you know, that, I mean, Conrad Anker had a freaking heart attack on the, on the wall and came down like mm-hmm. that, you know, 99.9% of us would have died on that wall. At like, but he was made to be in that mountain. You know, right. He was like made to be there. hundred yeah. percent. Right. Like that's, <laughs> but it's just, it, that wasn't. That was a situation where his physical had failed him, but the mental was so conditioned, so strong that like he he got out of there. Mm-hmm. I mean, Renan had like a stroke on K two, <laughs> right? Same, like just that it's in, like this crazy what our bodies can do it's a, it's unbelievable yeah. Mar- Mar- maru is more motivating than anything and it's a brutal film <laughs> oh yeah maru right yeah it's maru. yeah maru yeah it's a it's a brutal one it's but one of the like, best films ever if no one's if like but it's like one of those that hits harder because it is like so much human emotion in that all that adventure yeah i mean spoiler alert's coming here but like they get like <laughs> a hundred feet away and have to turn around (laughs) and that's even like that's how mentally tough these people are because like someone but climbers are like if you have the right ego and you have the right mindset like climbers are chill with that yeah you have to be you know i I spoke with adrian uh ballinger and i said you are i said you are the best failure i've ever met in my life and he was like, he was like, he was kind of, and then I was like, you are so good at failing that it has kept you alive, that it has kept you safe. It has kept you climbing professionally for mm-hmm. 30 years because you have mm-hmm. to be, and that now we're getting into like mountaineering, but like you have to be so good at failing that you can fail again. Yeah. You gotta be like, okay with yourself and your self-esteem to be like man that, that was a big mountain we almost did it that's cool yeah <laughs> and and how we define big mountain is different for everybody right like i right that's what's cool is like your everest is not my everest and my everest right. is not adrian's everest because his everest mm-hmm. is actually everest <laughs> like, and that's mm-hmm. I don't know. I think that's like the coolest part of life is, and, and I think once you find that and figure it out, that's like, I think that's exactly what you're doing is you're just like posting things that are rad for you. And you're doing that and you're inspiring others to continue to do it. And just like, just, just go touch grass, like go do those things. It doesn't have to be, you know, your first day of bouldering is probably a lot different than, than now when you bowl right you know it's right yeah um yeah my my limit is not what did i say like my limit is not your limit but i keep pushing mine you know yeah that's it 
And like my day might not be your day and vice versa. Because I think a lot of a lot of uh, climbers get in their own way of comparison to others, you know, especially in like a gym atmosphere where it's kind of visibly like, oh, that guy's climbing this grade, you know, or, you know, um, or, oh, he's on an easier route or whatever. Like we start like looking at each other that way in the gym, but like that really shouldn't be the goal of the whole thing. It's like we should the goal should be we're in there, we're moving our bodies. Oh, that dude almost sent a V one. That's so rad. Oh, that dude sent a V ten. That's rad. You know, it shouldn't be like levels to this thing. You know, um, and I, you know, it's amazing when like those elite level climbers accomplish that elite level stuff. That's amazing. It pushes us forward, gets people in there, but like. For a lot of people that are just starting out, they they compare themselves to those like top elite guys, and that's where they get in their own way, and they start chasing grades, and then they get burned out, and then like next thing you know, they're not climbing anymore. Um, and I I found myself like chasing grades pretty early on, and like really pushing myself and getting frustrated at myself, and then like I've been on the wall, and I'm like, well. Tommy Caldwell's out in Yosemite climbing the Dawn Wall. You can't climb this V or five nine. And like, I've had a full on panic attack and had to leave the gym. Like, it can get in your head, you know. If you don't, you gotta check your thoughts, you know. Yeah, I mean, it's it's easy to compare ourselves to to anybody, to the person you sit mm-hmm. next to at work. But I mean, they're doing the same thing, and I think you just have to check yourself. You just have to like. Mm-hmm be stoked on your accomplishments and also you know i figured this out fortunately a couple years ago but like i don't have to be the most rad person out there because one i'm not gonna be but like i can be with these same people like mountain biking Mm -hmm. i love Mm -hmm. mountain biking i'm not a good mountain biker Mm -hmm. can i pedal far yes but, like, when it comes to, like, being good and, like, putting together, like, an Instagram reel, like, I'm ter- like I am bad. I am on my brakes. And, like, I can ride everything that everyone else is riding. But, like, the way they ride it versus how I ride it. But it's, mm-hmm. like, no one cares. I just let them go first because they're faster than right. me. And then I just have a riot behind them. And, yeah. like... Well- one of the best lessons I learned on my first ever outdoor climbing trip was like, I was met up with some people that were like five, twelve, five, thirteen climbers, but um, they were just excited that I was climbing a five three, than they were as climbing a five twelve. And like I've kept that mentality ever since that first trip. It's just like, you know, we need to be stoked for each other just because we're humans. Yeah, <laughs> like we're we're doing the thing. Yeah, and we're learning as adults, which is, like, such a lost thing. Like, we're making friends as adults. That's, like, so hard to do. Making (laughs) friends and learning as adults. (laughs) Like, right? what a concept. staying motivated in a world that's hard to be motivated in. It's like, we need to celebrate that. I love that. (laughs) I, I absolutely love that. Staying motivated in a world that's hard to be motivated in. That's good. That's your social worker coming in right there. 
Yeah, that's my. <laughs> that creeps in every now and then. It's like on your computer screen. You just say. I've been it. telling people to change their lives for like the ten past ten years, but it'll creep in every now and then. Change your life. Or more like change your thoughts. You know. Change your life. Cha- or change your thoughts. Change your life. Yeah. Change your thoughts. Change your thing. I think I've got an AA chip somewhere with it on, around me. Um. Yeah. Change your thoughts. Change your life. Is that is that the AA slogan? Change your thoughts. There's an AA. I work in um, I work in recovery courts, so I have a chip around here somewhere. It says that. I don't know where it's at though. Or change your thoughts, change your thinking, change your thinking. I don't know. I don't <laughs> I'm know. rambling now about. No, that's AA all right. Thoughts. That's all right. People need to hear it. No, it is true. Change your <laughs> change your thoughts, change your life. It's that simple. I mean, six years ago you were for lack of a better term, miserable. I don't know. I don't know. But like in a miserable job, in a hole. I was in a miserable job for sure, yeah. And and now you're, you know, six years is a long time, but it's not. It's six summers. It's six know, my springs. My four years of climbing have flown by, you know. It's, it's, it's I'll be on year five in February and I'll be like, How, where did it go? Yeah, and it's still an infant, right? Like climbing is an infant in your life. Yeah. Yeah, I'm 33, so it's like I still got some years of, of doing this. If it wasn't climbing, what do you think it would have been? Um, probably, I mean, just hiking, probably. I would probably have been camping more, but climbing led to more camping and more hiking, actually. So, um, me and my wife, Sarah, always had, like, a goal to camp together and stuff. We, on, like, one of our wedding gifts was a tent. And like, so we always had it in our mind to do it, but, uh, climbing kind of jump started all that with, with that. So has Sarah fully engulfed in the climbing culture as well? Uh, not really. I mean, she tagged along with me. She just likes being outside. Um, she climbs too and has climbed a big multi-pitch with me. And like, we've done those things together and she's my dedicated blade partner, you know? Um, so she loves it. She's in the same zeitgeist, um, but she's a full-time therapist and does her own thing. So you guys are just healers over there. <laughs> I guess, dude. I don't know. <laughs> We're like maintainers. I don't know how much we heal. We just try to maintain folks. Hey, maintaining's good. If you can maintain yeah. forever, you're good. Yeah. Uh, let's talk photo for a little bit here. Um, yeah, dude. First, what are you shooting? I shoot a Fujifilm X-T5 as my workhorse camera. Okay. Everyday carry. Um, I've only been shooting photos for a year and a half. But I jumped... I like to challenge myself. So I jump-started my photos with uh, taking a photo a day for a year. Because I wanted to really learn my camera. And like learn aperture, learn light, you know. So I grinded for a whole year, took a photo a day for a year from like last April to April of this year. Um, so that was a good jump start to to it. And I fell in love with it. And um, it's becoming a, I mean, a bit of an obsession. <laughs> um, but I'm also on the autism spectrum. So like it kind of fell in together and I'm also ADHD. So it's like that melded into a perfect hobby slash like obsession for me, special interest. And, um, 
and it's really helped me be more sociable with like having a camera because um i can run off take pictures come back i don't have to stick around you know like drew can go do his own thing come back to the party and also i can be sociable with my camera like oh, take a picture you know um so yeah i shoot food you film i love it it's a little oddball kind of niche camera but i don't know i think it sticks to the roots of photography for sure what i mean do you want to do this more do you want to keep it a hobby do you want to get paid to do it i'm, uh, I'm already getting paid to do it so it's like turned into a job now what's um, what do you want to shoot action portraits weddings um this is an interview photo now. journalist stuff i think is the is the goal for me right now um I've started working for my freelancing for my local paper here. So um, I'm getting into that photojournalist world. Uh, taking pictures of like, I mean, it sounds boring, but like taking pictures of like school meetings and like school board meetings or the local rodeo or, you know, they just, photojournalism just kind of throws you in situations. You're like, figure it out. Yeah. So I, so I owned a photography business, still do. Um, but yeah. heavily for 15 years. So it shooting for a newspaper is like, it's so funny. Cause you don't get to choose what you're shooting. Like you just like, it's a school board meeting. And then the next you're week, you're given a story and it's like, <laughs> yeah. can you produce seven images out of this school board meeting? And it's like, yes, I will try. You just dive in and you do it. <laughs> hopefully someone throws a shoe. Cause then we'll get a good shot. <laughs> but I don't think. I don't think I could be in the position I'm in with photography if I didn't do that year challenge for myself, if I didn't put in the work. I mean, I ended up with 40,000 pictures in my Lightroom. That's insane. In a year a year of shooting. Yeah, that's a lot. So I, like, shot full-on kind of walkabouts, walk, photo walks, that, like, once a day. <laughs> that's fun, though. I need, Like, I need one of those projects again because I've I've walked away from it. That, like, mm -hmm. it became a job. It became mm -hmm. so much of a job that, like, I didn't take a picture unless I was getting paid. And right. then I don't even, like, take iPhone pictures anymore unless they're just stupid. Like, I don't take, like, nice photos anymore. You got, and, you got burnt a little on it, you think? Oh, 100%. And, like... You Were know. you, like, a self-critic? Were you, like... Am I even taking good pictures for myself anymore or ever just for others? No, I think I was the opposite. I wasn't cocky, but like I was just, I knew my craft so well that mm -hmm. I wasn't, I was confident, not cocky, like, but like I knew I could get the shot. Like I could guarantee a shot. Like I, I could, right. I knew where to set it. I knew what to do. I clicked the button. Great. But <laughs> I wasn't. Before than clicking a button. Right, but I was there. Like, I was at yeah. that point of, like, I could set it, hit the button. I knew I'd nail it. Like, mm -hmm. but I wasn't progressing. I wasn't wasn't getting mm. better. I was good. Um, I knew how to use my camera. I knew how to use my tool. But I wasn't, like, you know, you hit a point where you either need to, like, evolve or die. And, like, that sounds terrible. But, like wasn't evolving you know i was photographing weddings so it was half burnout 
half cocky, half confidence. But like you shoot weddings in Buffalo, New York for 15 years. There's only so many venues and there's only so many murals and there's only so right. many red brick walls. And, and you're like, like, yeah. And like, it's like, you're like a magician. You're like, you know, you go to like St. Peter and Paul church on main street and you take the bride and groom before they get in the, in the uh, limo. You're like, Hey, we're going to walk across the street. And there's like, there's this green rusty door and there's vines coming down. And like, I know it. Like I've been there a mm-hmm. thousand times, but they don't know that I know it. And I'm like, like, you're like a magic. You're like, you pull it out of your hat and they're like, how do you know this spot? And you're like, I was here yesterday. <laughs> like, <laughs> you're tired of doing the same trick. Yeah. Like you're just, so, and, and part of it was me. Like I wasn't, I just, I knew I could get great, beautiful, deliverable photos, mm-hmm. but I wasn't challenging myself. I wasn't like. I just like yeah on that on that year challenge i would do like weeks at a time where i'd shoot with only one lens and it'd be a weird like 18 lens cap lens like some weird stuff or oh you're only do the fish eye today or you know like that really helped me not get bored with it um since it was such a long like year-long slog of photos but um yeah you gotta challenge yourself I want to like contribute more to probably outdoor brands. You know, um, I shot my first climbing comp, um, recently, which was really fun. And I want to do more events like that. I think. Yeah, I definitely need to get back into it, challenge myself, but I need to do it for fun first. I don't think, and I still do some, like I still have paid gigs and still do it, but like I went from shooting 43, three weddings in a summer to like Mm. last year I did 12, which was good. Like I needed that. Um, Mm -hmm. you know, like I needed to walk away. The wedding is so much pressure that I couldn't do wedding photography, but it's so fun because it is pressure repetitive. It's repetitive, but it's also like, it's live. Like it's a live event and you got to get it. Like there are some to be like a third shooter at a wedding. Yeah. not posing people, just getting the general vibe. That'd be like my goal. Yeah, it's fun, but posing people's fun too because it's. I'm bad at it. Yeah, so. well, but that's the thing. You get, you start I to, you, I gotta learn. You start yeah. to learn, and you start to like, you know, you start to see what do you like and what is trending, and then you kind of make it your own. I'm like, you don't want to follow mm-hmm. trends too much. And like people listening are like, what the hell are these guys talking about now? But like my goal for weddings, we're always to have them be timeless because a wedding isn't an advertisement. Advertisements don't need to be timeless. Mm-hmm. Wedding photos need to be timeless. Like, so if you're like Photoshopping and doing all this weird stuff on like, like I always, it's the laser cap background and, and, or the laser background in your eighth grade photo. Like that's not I timeless. I have one of those actually for my... Exactly. But like it's not <laughs> timeless versus like your parents' wedding photo, like it, maybe their clothes are dated and her perm, but like the photo itself is timeless. Like it's just a good photo. Right. That's so, a good, that's a good way to put it. Like that's, that moment in time. Yeah. Like, this is what it was. This that, is what it looked like. This is what it was. It doesn't need to be anything more than that. And that was always my pitch. Yeah. Um so if anyone wants to hire a wedding photographer, I'm still available uh, booking next season. No, um, you probably you probably need to pick up a film camera and just go from there. Just like go basic, go manual. 
for sure. I would, I, I, I have a lot of projects going on right now, but it's like on my winter list to like grab a film camera, get 10 rolls and shoot 10 rolls. Get the cheapest stock of black and white you can. Right. Go bare bones, develop at home. And have so much fun, make it a full project. That's what I need. Uh, I need to breathe some life back into it. I learned to develop at home over the summer, which has been fun. It's amazing. So much fun. It feels good. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, it's accomplished. Well, that's what I always told my second shooters is shoot as if you're shooting film. Because in the digital world, nothing matters. You can take 40,000 photos. <laughs> like, it doesn't matter. But if you shoot, I got to edit them all. So I'm always like, shoot, make it count. <laughs> like, make, obviously, if you got to, if you got to, like, like, get a couple, take a couple. But, like. Mm-hmm. make them count and that's the same thing my buddies are like how do i take better iphone pics i'm like make them count pretend you only have 10 photos to take mm-hmm. like now it matters so like frame it like yeah i took forty thousand photos last year just so now i can take like a hundred and right take 30 great ones <laughs> for sure i'm just saying in general like it, you know it's it yeah. it does like every blind squirrel finds a nut and that's you know, that's what I always say to people are like, well, why wouldn't I just have my cousin shoot my wedding? And I'm like, well, because I can mm-hmm. guarantee a photo and they can't. Will they get a good one? hundred percent. Like someone will get a good photo at your wedding. But like I can guarantee them. Yeah. They're not going to get my eye. They're not going to have my eye. Right. Whatever. And that's it. It's. Yeah. I mean, climbing led me into the photography world just because like we were in these pretty places and. I wanted to document me and my wife's travel. So it's climbing has led to so much. It's just like keeps building on each other. Yeah. It's, and, it's the best. I mean, it's, it's fun to have an activity and the best photo advice I ever got was from my old business partner who got me into it. Uh, we're still good friends. We're just not business partners anymore. She said, a camera, I don't know if it's her quote, it's probably some other random quote, but I she said some it to me. She said it to me. Um yeah. a camera's a key that can unlock any door. Mm-hmm. So like like I've been in surgery rooms photographing like a surgery <laughs> surrounded by doctors, and like I'm an idiot. <laughs> but I know how to use a camera, so they let me in. So you know how to document what you're looking at. Right. So, like, yeah. that that advice, that thought with a camera is, like, blue. You'll also, be, yeah, you'll also be treated with the same respect, I feel like, as those doctors in that room because right. of your skill. Right. <laughs> it's just, like, but, like, you want to go to the Super Bowl? Like, I can't throw or catch a football. But, like, I could get to the Super Bowl. Yeah. Hypothetically, with my camera. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Excuse me. If I. Yes. That's good words. Yeah, it's it opens any door. I mean, think about it. Like Anything. I found myself inside of a at a rodeo inside where they released the bulls, and I was literally right beside where they released yeah. the bulls. I'm like, how did I end up here a year and a half ago? I didn't have a camera in my hands, and now I'm like, ah, like and... chaos is in front of me, and I'm like. <laughs> gotta get the picture <laughs> and that's because that camera unlocked the door though like right otherwise right. it would have been like absolutely not get out of here like i've been at motocross events i've been at all because 
of a camera. Mm-hmm. It's a pretty. I don't know. If you look at it that way, and you like, and you think of it in those terms, kind of like how we were talking about before, just staying kind of humble and you know, just like, wow, I'm, I was just a, I am just a dude, but now I'm like at these higher level events because of my skill that I built for myself. Yeah, it's it's really neat and that's the glory of the world that we live in right now is that like we have these opportunities we can do all these things and it's the same thing with my microphone like mm-hmm. i've i've you know conrad anchor has been on the exact same side of the screen that you are right now like why am i talking to conrad anchor why am i talking to drew like why am mm-hmm. i talking to emily harrington mm-hmm. this thing you know my stupid voice that i got yelled at for talking all the time like that's gotten me here uh, and it's mm-hmm. it's just, you know, climbing your hands, your body has gotten you to these places in just four short years and will continue like this fall. You're going to be in a million places and right. because of your body. So it's it's a it's a really neat way to look at things and, and probably the proper perspective to look at things is like, wow, we can get, you know, obviously we 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 know we can do anything, yeah. but like, yeah thinking of where you've gone and how far you can go is always. Yeah. I I grew up in a family that didn't leave like the South, you know, like they haven't gone West yet really, or they haven't seen the mountains in Colorado. They've stayed in their hometown and, you know, haven't done much. No, that sounds bad. They've done a lot. They've done (laughs) raised families. They're all beautiful people, but like, I need I or I like long to go and do and see those things. And so it's like I made it happen out of nothing. You know. For sure. I created these opportunities for myself and I put myself in these positions out of nothing. And you and anyone that's listening to this right now can do that. Yeah, and you put yourself out there. Yeah. You do the work and then like you put yourself out there stay humble like it might get you places you know <laughs> um yeah, like who, that but, stay humble it might get you places yeah just like realize who you are and go like figure it out i tell people go sleep in a van go figure it out like you know go camp <laughs> go sleep in a van go you know just figure life out you learn a lot while sleeping in a van you do yeah there's many great nights in a van seven years you did seven? Seven years in a van. Um, this is the first time I'm saying it publicly, but I bought a house, everybody. I This is my big... Oh, you're no... So you just got a house. I closed... Uh, we closed on it. My girlfriend and I closed on it three weeks ago. Nice, Th- This is not it. This is a tiny house that uh, I built that most people don't know about either. But this is just a fun project that I was bored um half bought half built but yeah i was in a vehicle by choice for the last seven years and most people know that um right but yeah this is the first that's the first time i've publicly said it that (laughs) we have we have purchased a house uh and it's terrifying but i'm very excited about it and i hope i get the same feeling of sleeping in a van although i probably (laughs) won't but i also still have a van so yeah, we have a weekend warrior van, so we get it. 
Yeah, that's all you need. Jess will be like, where are you going? And it'll be like midnight. I'm like, I'm going to sleep in the van, in the driveway. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's going to be me. Do you have like a sprinter? Do you have a, do you have a minivan? Oh, uh, well, we have two vans. One is my wife's like daily driver, which is a Honda Odyssey. Nice. So, uh, we drove to Yosemite and back in that thing last year. Um, but then I have another van, which is, we intentionally turned into a camper and it's a 1993 Dodge like conversion van. Perfect. And it's like my baby. It's very unreliable right now. Um, it broke down on my last climbing trip last year. Um, like two, two and a half hours away from home. <laughs> so she's a little untrustworthy right now, but I could see us like camping in her over Labor Day locally and seeing how she does. But, um, yeah, we, we, we pulled the trigger on the van just cause like we just wanted to do it. And it's kind of a COVID project. We built it out during 2020 and had it about three years now. So, yeah, and there's something about it. Even the Honda Odyssey is like, you can sleep in that, no problem. It's perfect. Put a mattress in. Oh, we slept. We did 12 days on the road in that thing. Yeah, luxury. It's great. Yeah. <laughs> and you get like 26 miles of the gallon. It's okay. It drives nice. Got cruise yeah. control. Yeah, XM radio. Yeah. The Dodge probably doesn't have a radio. Uh, it does not have a radio. <laughs> nice Bluetooth speaker in there, just blasting. Yeah, Bluetooth speaker in there. Yeah. Um, that's, it's hard to let go of that old van. It's like we we love it. It's become part of our like personality with climbing. Like people know that van. I know. It is one of those things. I've had so many I used to have a school bus and it was like same thing. Like oh. you know, it was just so like you rolled it. I rolled in the ski resort, like everyone knew. Like then I went to it, you know, then I had a ProMaster, then I had a transit, and then I just sold a sprinter. And like they're don't get me wrong, I'm super fortunate, like the sprinter was amazing, but like everyone's got a sprinter. Like when you roll in like a badass school bus, like it's got character. Now I've got like yeah, a, it does have character. It also breaks down all the time. Yeah, that's the hard part. <laughs> now I have an older sprinter that's got it's like a 2003, which to in my brain is brand new. But yeah, to the sprinter community, it's ancient. Um, <laughs> but like it's got some character. It's like half. You know, it's two-tone and, like, I painted the bottom half. I want, like, someone yeah. to, like, paint a mural on the side of it. Like, it's it's mm -hmm. bad enough that, like, someone could airbrush it now, and I wouldn't devalue it. Like, it would just add value to it. So, I'll get there. I'll get there. Yeah, we're, I hope our, I hope Fanny the Vanny is going by, um, <laughs> by the fall. Yeah, you got to get it going. You have to. Yeah, at least for a trip or two. You got to get it going. You got to do it and work some more photo gigs and then put the photo. Yeah, gig I mean, I'm about to pick up more photo jobs here soon. So. And then put that into the van. A <laughs> um, couple more questions, then I'll set you free. Uh, these yeah. are just one word answers playlists or podcasts. Ooh, I listen to playlists probably more. I would agree. I would agree. Pool or beach? Beach. Fruits or vegetables? Uh, been into fruits more. Text or call? Call. Ooh, 
That's a, that's a rare one. That's a rare. No, not many people say call. Comedy or horror? Comedy. <laughs> Waffle or pancake? Waffle. Coffee or tea? Tea. If you could cook a meal for anyone, dead or alive, who would it be and what would you cook them? Oh. First person that came to mind was John Belushi from like old SNL days. Yeah. Because he was like a comedy influence to me as a kid. Because he was a fat guy that would like jump around and be funny. I guess that's probably why. And um, I think uh, I cook them just a steak and mashed potatoes. No veggie. Just meat and starch. I like, I'm for it. I was just confirming. I was just confirming. That's all. I wasn't judging. I was confirming. Meat and starch. How do we, how are we preparing the steak? Are we just salt and pepper guy? Are we Montreal steak seasoning? What are we doing here? I do a little, I think I do Montreal and then medium rare. I get gravy for the mashed potatoes. Gravy with the mashed. Yeah. What kind I'm of from the south, dude? <laughs> all right, all right. What's the staple south south meal? Uh, probably like fried chicken, I'd say, or like come like Thanksgiving time, uh, chicken and dressing, which is not stuffing. Chicken and dressing? What is that? <laughs> it's stuffing, but we call it dressing. Oh, I was thinking like just dressing, like ranch, like. No, like chicken and dressing, which is chicken, which I, I guess you guys might call stuffing. Spell dre, just dressing, like D R D R E S S I N dressing. Probably yeah, dressing. No G in there. Mm-mm. Chicken, chicken and, and dressing. dressing. All right. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I love it, um, Drew. Thank you. Uh, where can people follow you? Uh, how can they reach out if they want to get in touch? How do they hire you? Like, yeah, uh, my socials are at Drew Climbs Walls. My photo page is at Drew Takes a Photo. Um, just hit me up on there. DM me. I, I try to answer every DM I get or um, answer any questions anyone ever has. So, yeah. Love it. Thank you. Yeah, dude. Uh, you're free, but you got to stay on for a minute till it <laughs> finishes recording.